Welcome everyone to a live broadcast of 451 Degrees. Today we are mostly going to be talking about Elon Musk and the acquisition of Twitter. Joining me right now is Beverly and some other people might be popping in from the Unsafe Space team. Not sure yet, uh, but we will see. Uh, so, uh, hi, how are you, Beverly? <laughs> I'm okay. Right before I started the stream, I was like about to go live and my boyfriend comes in and he was just like, are you live yet? And I said, I'm about to be. And he's like, well, the goose is sitting on the ball. <laughs> so you just had some farm stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, You always have something going on with those geese. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like all always. the time. But like. I was, I already had planned to do a live show today um, and talk about all this different stuff and censorship going on. And then yesterday, the Elon Musk deal went through on Twitter. I know. Yeah. It's so surprising. It's kind of surreal. It is surreal. And the thing is, though, is that I think for, I've seen people say this online and I've seen people say this offline, actually, like people I know in my real life. Who when say you talk that, to real people, oh, yeah. lucky. <laughs> who say that this is a bit of a white pill for them that it's yeah. going through, and uh, and I I kind of agree. I feel it's it's kind of a hopeful kind of thing to have happen because it felt like for a long time that everything was really rigged, but there are a couple of dominoes that seem to be falling, and this is a pretty big one. Twitter just- is. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. like just seeing everyone. I, I, yeah, I think it's definitely a white pill. Also, speaking of white things, Carter's here. <laughs> Hi, Carter. <laughs> speaking of white things. <laughs> Hello, um, ladies. Uh, you're white. I am. I am apologizing. I am. I am under the weather. Yeah. You're sick. Sounding. It. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Dangerous Thoughts is unlikely tomorrow at this rate. Um but the consolation prize is I think we're going to release a, either tomorrow or Thursday we'll release a free association video that I did. Oh, yeah. I just but, saw that. I will QC it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, hello, but chat. I couldn't miss the excitement from Twitter. So. I know. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say hi, it's... Boston Josh. Hi, Mo45673. Carisar St. Joseph. I'll fight you naked. Jetson Pinson. Greetings. It is just, it's its very good news. There's a lot of celebration from people. I've seen a lot of people reactivate their Twitter accounts that who, yeah. who've gotten Can, off a are we gonna, ago. Are we going to laugh at all the people, like all of the, the, everyone else saying like, oh man, this is terrible. This is the worst thing to ever happen. Now that Elon Musk has taken over, it's, it's just like <laughs> Trump all over again with 2016 where they're just like freaking they out. Are, there are, there are. So while there's a lot of people reactivating their accounts, a lot of people reapplying for um, on suspension, you know, myself included, actually, um, there's also, yeah, there's also all these people deactivating their accounts. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, are they them. actually, or is it just like moving to Canada when Trump wins? I don't think anyone's actually. Well, I thought deactivated. they've deactivated and then reactivated. Who was it? Were you mentioning that earlier, Some Alex? Of the Who? Big names have deactivated, like Sean, and reactivated, or pretended said they were going to yeah. do it, and left for a day, away. and then. Yeah. But there's a bunch of unverified people, users. The turnover right now is. Uh, is dramatic but in the idea that there are a bunch of people coming onto the platform and a bunch of people leaving the platform at the same time not verified accounts but just regular users mm. coming and going uh the russian and the ukrainian bots have to switch out 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, because for one thing, a lot of verified accounts are going on about how they're losing users. They're losing all these followers, like thousands. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then others are gaining, like, because I mentioned, who was it? Cernovich, who, like, was only, was getting, like, a hundred or a couple hundred a day. And then and within the last day, he got, like, 10,000 or something. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, the... Uh, algorithm or whatever Twitter suppression has stopped. So actually something sure. did change even for unsafe space. Our tiny account, which is the second one, so it's very small. It's mm -hmm. even smaller than the first. We suddenly we don't get many follows at all. We didn't do anything special. And I woke up this morning and like we suddenly had a bunch of follows. Oh really? Oh. I don't yeah, think that's a are those I don't I don't think that's people uh I don't think that's Twitter undoing ghost bans. Uh, because people still have ghost bands. I think what it is is that's new users or returning oh, users. I think that's re yeah. reactivating and refollowing people they used to follow. That's what I think what's going on right now because I've seen a lot of people say, I'm back. Jimmy like, in chat you know, also says he made one for the first time too on Twitter. So, yeah. So congratulations. See? And he asked him where we can follow us. Well, Alex, I know you said that you're not ready. You don't want to connect your, if you get no. your other Twitter back, then then you'll announce. Yeah, when, yeah. What Plays, name you poems, have. pros, the old Her. Twitter. Yeah. We'll see yeah. If, it, if I get it back after Elon takes control. We'll Carter see. is Claren. See Laren on there. I just always pronounce it as Claren. Um, oh, that's I how am, I read yeah. it in my head. I know. So I always I'll be honest. Claren. It's like short for, you know without the s and clarence um and then i'm at the dim side on everything <laughs> we did get a super chat a question about oh, did we uh, yeah we did i missed it's not it showing up on does it show up on Streamyard? oh i have my oh because oh, oh, it's on chat. oh it's through the the what's it called when you're a member for a certain yes it, the, it's a membership one yeah yeah uh, right, let me repost this and then i'll put it on screen because it doesn't show up on Streamyard. From, you know uh, what's interesting is uh, all these all these conservatives have been pushing for years for. Oh, do you think the cathedral will kill Elon Musk? Yeah, I think <laughs> he'll, it's he'll die of suicide. Yeah, yeah he will, he'll be, be suicided. It'd be suicided. It won't. It wouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't be murder. <laughs> hey, I, don't uh, I, I, would, to... I think he's he's got resources enough to protect himself from. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, you know. I don't think it's a real concern myself. Um, now, all the the like stuff coming out from like mainstream media saying that what a monster he is and everything that that's going on. They're trying to discredit him. Such in a lot of ways. They're so terrified. They're like it's the same thing again with Trump before he you know was trying to 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 run for office where everyone loved him. You're like this big. You know, you know, billionaire, businessman, tycoon, whatever. And so everyone's just like, yeah, like you've referenced him on TV shows and everything. And as soon as he's like running for the wrong side of politics, then they're like, you're the most evil man ever. Yeah. He didn't even do much politically. He just no, was like, just I like existed. free speech, so I'm going to buy Twitter. Ah. Yeah. Did you notice? Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that like, so I'm going to, this is my message to the conservatives who have been listening for a while. <laughs> For years, I said to you, and other people did as well, stop wanting government regulation of social media. That's not the way to go about this. It's bad what they're doing. There's other avenues. Stop asking for regulation. And what are they going to do now? Now, suddenly, you've got Elon Musk and Pisaki's out there going, oh, yeah, maybe we, we need to look at. Uh, you bring know, up the article. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Is it. oh we have now the article. we need to look at Section 203. Now we need to do yeah. some. 
Yeah, all that lovely regulation you guys wanted to use against the left, they're going to use it against but you. The government loves us, though. They just are <laughs> trying to keep us safe and protect us. They're only doing it in our best interest. Yeah, so if you scroll yeah. through this, you'll see what she said, essentially, what the Biden administration believes. And they're now talking about uh, re-looking at Section 230 again. Only, you know, uh, scroll down more. More. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Tell me when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there she says that it's important for tech platforms to be held accountable for the harms that they cause. <gasps> and uh, that's just, that is just like government speak for give us control, you know, let us uh, censor people on private platforms. Like to me, it's not, it's, it, it, and the problem with that is that it's like, they're only going to do it one way, you know? And, and as Carter has said, you don't want to give them that power. Never, never give a power to some, to a group of people that you would not be happy with your enemy wielding that power. And that's essentially what regulation is in this regard, is that it is, if we're, give, we're giving them this power because we think it's good for the conservative side or um, even a more moderate centrist side, uh, as if the leftists won't use it in ways that we don't like it either. Like, we can't allow them to have this kind of control. It's not going to be good for us. So, and especially they're they're going to push it now that Elon Musk own, owns Twitter. Uh, <laughs> if you scroll down a bit more. Oh, hang on, I need to get back. I was looking, I was looking at you <laughs> yeah, talk. Okay. I have to go back to the other page. Okay, <laughs> how far down? Down here? Um, this is good. Okay. This is the end of it. So, uh, so they've been calling for censorship on platforms a lot during this administration. And one of the ones that they did was Facebook well, a while back. You know, they, they had 12 accounts specifically that they were really like, these are the misinformation uh, accounts. And uh, now there is a lawsuit against the Biden administration for those calls for censorship. This is a good thing, this this uh, this lawsuit, because it it is very important to note that in the past, the Supreme Court has found that the government cannot ask any private entity to do what it cannot do itself, which is essentially what the Biden administration did when they asked Facebook to shut down these accounts. Uh, so, to me, I think we're we're still in the process of this white pill, and this lawsuit is very important to preventing it from being useless that Elon Musk now owns Twitter. Uh, if this lawsuit yeah. is successful, we're in a really good direction then uh, legally, because then there, there's, there's more precedent uh, to say that they can't do this. I don't know how they've been managing to say it constantly and it no one bothered them before on these lawsuit with lawsuits because of so many it's already pre got precedent that they can't do it and now they keep doing it anyway uh so my my hope is that these three um I, it's three people suing together oh, my okay. my hope is that they they win because uh, i think it would be great for to re you know establish that that legal 
precedent because we're we're in a problem right now where a lot of people with misinformation online say that the government is allowed to tell private entities to censor without um uh even though they're not the ones doing the actual censorship they say that's not a violation of first amendment technically according to the supreme court it already is and that's that's the good news <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand, <clears throat> excuse me, how this is kind of common. <clears throat> the government does this a lot when you have a <clears throat> when you have a huge bureaucracy that can wield a lot of power and where the regulation where there's a lot of leeway in regulations, um <clears throat> then they don't actually have to have the power to do anything. All they have to do is be intimidating, which they are by their very nature. And then they can call you up and say, you know, what would be nice is if you would play nice with us, uh, would really appreciate it if you shut these accounts down. Um, and they don't even have to order them to do it. They can just say, we'd like it. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're a company that's um, dealing with, like, if those regulators are in the space that can, where they can hurt you, if they wanted to come after you in some other ways or whatever, it's kind of like, it's like when the mafia sends a guy over to your store, he's not ordering you to do something, but he's like, the boss would like it if he could, you know, the boss would like it if you would let him park in your parking spot out there. It's like, sure. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't have to say yes. And maybe he won't do anything, but you want to be on his good side because he controls the block. Yeah. I mean, there's right? that underlying threat of like, you just yeah. already know what that what they're capable of. So then you're kind of it's a little bit of, you know. And that was actually one of the things that was previously decided in that court case, the older one, is that you can't even threaten them. You can't imply that you want it. You can't even say you Well, just like asking it. is a threat. If you're the government yeah, exactly. and you have monopoly yeah. on force, just mm -hmm. asking is an implied threat. Which is essentially yeah. what the Supreme Court found, that if you even say you would like it, not not even ask, but just say that uh, you would like it, it's an imply it's like essentially uh, saying, well, then you're what are you if you if you're not getting what you mm -hmm. like, are you going to punish them? You know, if you do get what you, you like, are you going to reward them? Like you can't even say it. And a lot yeah. of politicians have been saying stuff that technically is against the law they're not allowed to say these things because it's always a violation of first amendment to because of the power that they wield that they represent it's it's uh it's essentially like a very dangerous like legalese kind of problem that you can't you can't unknot it you can't say that i would like youtube to censor people uh who say x because you just told youtube that you might scratch their back or you might punish them essentially is right. what it is or punish their or punish their competitors or whatever. Like, Josh said that we should, we should both have I nice audio visual club backgrounds. So <laughs> yeah, this is one of them. I might have other ones available, but this was the Streamyard one. Um, that one's nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't, there's, a, there's probably a way I have OBS. There's probably like a background I could do. <laughs> no BS, but I don't know how to. I, don't, I haven't done it, so they recommend using a green screen. I don't have one up here. Uh, <laughs> my video just isn't working now at all. Yeah, I don't have a green screen either, so there's like weird 
spots that are. Yeah, mine's digital, actually. My, uh, mine's oh, God. Digital. <laughs> <laughs> going for like a, a stand-up background, but it is not working well in here. This no, off. it looks like you're in a prison cell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or an alley. <laughs> Um, okay, wait, wait. So to understand, so if they that they Supreme Court is ha they are ruling or they haven't ruled that they they have already ruled. This happened decades ago. Okay, and it was that decided that implying it is is bad. Yes, that you cannot threaten, imply, or ask, or you know do any anything that basically would result in a private company censoring for you. Essentially, is what it is. Um, as a government official, you can't do that. Um, okay. Which means, like, if you've seen, like, in the past, a lot of like people on both sides of the party line and in between never said anything in regards to so and so should censor. That's probably why. Now, uh, mm. the problem is, is that like, if no one calls them on it when they start doing it, they get bolder and bolder, and they ask for more and more, and more powerful mm. people ask. Um, and so that's the problem is that no one's been calling on, calling them on it. Uh, that they... Well, look, in fairness, there was a slightly aggressive flu. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. And, and so uh, what's so great about it too, is like how particular it is. Like it doesn't get you when you're sitting down at a restaurant. It doesn't get you when you're like wearing certain. When, you're, when your dentist when is working on your. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh i'm really impressed with how viruses work these days i guess yeah, modern technology modern well, chinese it's, it's technology has thing. advanced it's the same thing as when you drop food on the ground and you have that five second rule all the germs yeah. came back and yeah you, so they don't you know at a stretch that it's 10 seconds now wait a minute wait a minute alex that's a true thing yeah. <laughs> i i i eat a lot of stuff off the ground for the record, uh, I ate some rice actually because the rice spilled and it was on the floor. And I picked it. And I was like, "Should I wash this? Nah, it's gonna get washed when I cook it later." So I just, oh, okay, it was oh, raw well, when different. you dropped it. Was it raw rice? rice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would probably also eat it cooked, uh, uh, <laughs> which is why I think my immune system is so hardy. I don't get sick ever. So because I probably my, my rice off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't catch bugs like colds and stuff, and I, a big part of the reason why is I bite my nails, and you actually kind of are introducing a small amount of germs your every freaking day, uh, and like little, <laughs> it's not good little. for your teeth or your nails. Yeah, apparently good it's for good for your immune, immune system. Good to know. But okay. I don't I I don't want to do it. But uh, I there are other ways to boost up your immune system that don't involve like the most convenient biting your nails. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, what else do I do? That's probably, I mean, well, I wash my hands a lot, but yeah, mm -hmm. I think I, I've, I've, I've probably told both of you guys this before too, but like I'll, one time when I did get Chinese food, I got really sick that night. And so then I'm like writhing in pain. But then the next day I was like, I don't know if it was food poisoning or something unrelated. And I didn't want to waste the leftover Chinese <laughs> or blame it on it if I didn't know for sure. So I ate the rest of it to test, to see, and I was fine. So I still don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm I react to everything I eat apparently, but um, <laughs> you have, I know you have allergies, like, a lot of food. No, allergies. I have a I have um, IBS. Oh yeah, but yeah, which yeah, is right. one of the reasons why I am very against 
a lot of the great reset and the um they're gonna make world econ- uh, the world the economic forum stuff because they say no meat and meat mm-hmm. is like the mm-hmm. majority of only the thing yeah i eat because yeah. it's the only safe thing to eat um <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why i'm i fight against that because i just it, it's like you can't with a lot of the stuff when it comes to public health you can't tell people what is uh 100 good for everyone in all instances that's we're not, not all exactly the same no, no. <laughs> we're not because, yeah there are people with conditions that you can't account for in a like you know they think they have all the data in the world but it's like you the problem is is that when it comes to outliers i don't think they care about those people i think they are totally fine if they those people died uh and i think that's cruel uh so that's one of the reasons why i fight against it is because it's like i know people who can't eat bread because it'll kill them and i I know people who uh everything they eat makes them sick essentially if and and they have a very specific diet like jordan peterson only eats meat he never he doesn't even eat anything else and it's the only way he's been managing his health uh carter likes to pretend he's a carnivore a lot of times i used to be on the carnivore diet but i had this year i've failed miserably really but when, when i am when i am on the carnivore diet though it's all the carnivore diet is awesome i mean if you can if you can do it no. which you know i like a lot of different foods so it's tough but like yeah i love if sugar. you can do it it's awesome i've been eating a lot healthier lately, but then i have to like balance out like all these healthy feel like eating salads and all that and then i'm gonna eat a bunch of chocolate but i'm like <laughs> balancing it in with like well my calories are still okay i'm just gonna save that room for all the chocolate i'm gonna eat so yeah. <laughs> well i mean yeah the meat thing is like if you can do all meat i i would have recommend i would recommend it to ever, any anyone i've never heard anyone who tried it and couldn't but okay so with the meat sorry alex this is determined um, yeah but uh good questions for why (laughs) when you eat only meat i mean is that because it's the protein but like carbs are energy and stuff like carbs and sugar so like uh, for most people are they still getting enough uh and for i guess both of you eat mostly meat like so do you still feel like you get enough energy from the meat sources for you get more that's... energy from the meat sources. Yeah, you get well, because like my my yeah. my cousin's husband has talked about like needing to eat uh, or like a little bit of everything because he's he's a nurse and and does a lot with diabetes and stuff too. But he was saying how like having like you know a little bit of everything, carbs and uh, you know, vegetables. I mean, and meat and stuff, I, look, but... I, I'm not a doctor and I'm also not on the carnivore diet right now. You can tell because <laughs> I have extra weight on me, which I would not have with uh, just the, the because you can diet, burn it but... off better than two with them well i mean it look uh meat is the most calorically dense food by far mm-hmm. there's no way our brains could have developed if we didn't eat meat. oh yeah there's no yeah, way definitely agree with that. Yeah. No. there's no way so like it, and your energy your body you know your body can produce the energy from the meat it's just not you don't get the insulin spikes it's not you don't get the like you don't down a steak and suddenly have like you know a bunch of sugar you don't get a sugar rush from downing a steak and like have a bunch of energy and then crash like that doesn't happen and you can eat less frequently you can eat like once some people eat once a day you can eat like a big meal mm-hmm. i usually would do like twice a day at least but um i did one yeah. meal a day for a little bit you don't too. need you don't need anything else you really don't if you're eating like you don't even need vitamin c you don't even need fruits you don't need vegetables you can I literally just eat steak nope <laughs> You only get scurvy if you combine your meat eating with carbs 
And if it's and if it's like processed meats and become a pirate, then you need to worry about it. But if you're just eating mm. like yeah, but if you're just eating steak, you could just you know you could eat steak for the rest of your life. It'd be totally hmm. fine. Okay. I might okay. I might try the carnivore diet like completely to get back on a, a healthy side because it's been bad for almost a month now. Really? And, yeah. Um, I don't know. It it might be my only option at this point, but um, I feel like. Uh, when it comes to um, censorship, and, and don't worry, I'm I'm also connecting it to what we were just talking about. They've been handling public health issues like veganism versus something like the carnivore diet as kind of a um, like an ideological stance and going after, as opposed to the idea that everyone's bodies have come. Some some bodies have some problems, and also we're not all that smart when it comes to nutritional science yet. Uh, there's a uh-huh. lot of bullshit out there that um, some of it's backed by the government, like the the 2,000 calorie diet uh, and the food pyramid. Those things were bad. They were badly created. The food pyramid. I know, like, like have a bunch of colors at the bottom, and I remember that. <laughs> like, so eat clearly. all this bread, you'll be fine. Thanks. Yeah. You just created totally an epidemic of diabetes. Good job. And my dad was telling me, like, uh, the other day about how, like, you know, the breakfast cereal industry and stuff too, about like them in, in where you used to eat like hearty, uh, you know, eggs and steak and potatoes for breakfast. Like that was something that, because like, you got a lot of energy and all that and protein and stuff. And then now it's just like sugary cereals and how they kind of like changed the the psychology yeah. of what you expect for for breakfast foods and stuff too the sugar industry's war on fat yeah yeah mm-hmm. um yeah that is one of the biggest um early red pills for a lot of people uh when they start trying to they're they, when they're trying to worry about their health a little bit more and they're like well uh i shouldn't be eating fat right and then they do some research and they find out about the 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 sugar industry's war on fat and they're like wait a minute this is stupid and then they start noticing other issues like that and that's the thing is that i that one's still really strong it's really yeah strong. it is yeah there's still a lot of there's people still low fat there. stuff on the shelves in stores mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's just filled with sugar all of it and it's, yeah. sugar is way worse for you well than here's fat <laughs> my favorite thing about the sugar my favorite government thing about the sugar is that it, it was let's subsidize corn. Okay. Now what happens? Now we have too much corn. What can we do with it? We can make corn syrup. Okay, great. So let's keep subsidizing corn. Now we have a bunch of corn syrup. Let's put it in everything. Now let's build a food pyramid that requires carb. Like it's just the whole thing is just Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's looking at the 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 coof stuff going, well, but the government yeah, says, they, they can never are, be wrong. This is the answer. They're not, it's like, come on, guys. Can we, like, they're wrong all the time. Never. They're wrong all the time. Uh, well, the biggest one to me, uh, especially, like, don't trust anything that sounds so official, like, just because it sounds official. Because, can we like, just the stop bell- it, don't trust anything? <laughs> 
it's like the you. bell institute uh they what is the bell institute they're owned by general mills Oh, to, yeah. To, yeah. to make their cereal sound healthy. That's was, all it is. I was watching, it, was, it ended up being this vegan document. I didn't realize it, it caught me in and I didn't realize it was going to be pro-veganism though. I, forget, I was like, <laughs> what What the health, I think is what it's called. And uh, But it was just interesting to see like all of the food companies that are actually like, sponsoring various organizations, like studies and stuff too though. So like that was a little bit surprising to me. Um, yeah. You'll also see hey, I'm governments. Kellogg's. Can you do a study about how awesome grains are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, another uh, another per another entity that will be involved in that actually is foreign governments who want to export uh, oh. specific products. Uh, so, like avocados, or you know, you know, they they have quinoa oh, or whatever. They'll talk about how they they'll help finance something like that because it helps their GDP. So that's mm -hmm. another like uh, thing you need to be aware of. And the problem is, is that it's, if you start saying these things, a lot of people, a lot of like normies are going to go, Oh, you sound like a conspiracy theorist. And it's like, it's not, it's not really like everyone's getting together in a room. It's more just like this benefits them. It benefits, it benefits, you know, Kenya to sell their quinoa and have people say it's very healthy. And I'm not even saying that quinoa isn't healthy. It's just that maybe it's overblown even. You don't, right. or maybe there are better health options beyond quinoa. Like, uh, and I, I don't think a lot of people like realize that it's a little bit more middle of the, of the road kind of um when it comes to whether or not you can trust these things. Were you combining like it, middle ground and middle of the road? Yeah, <laughs> I was. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, I think it makes like, think about it. If you're running, if you're, you're running Kenya, Kenya's government and you're approving grants and someone writes a grant saying, I think quinoa probably, and I don't know if quinoa is with a big expert, but let's pretend it is. Uh, you're I'm writing a grant uh, proposal and I'd like to study the health benefits of, of quinoa and like, oh, obviously, like I'm going to want if I'm writing a grant proposal and mm -hmm. I'm studying, you know, how quinoa might cause cancer, well, you probably are not going to want to fund it, even if that might also be true. Like it doesn't you're just going to naturally fund stuff that is, you know, according according to your agenda, which is why back to small government. The government shouldn't fund any of this, and it should have nothing to do with any of this because it has they nothing to do with the government. Oh, also, well, G Man. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, G Man has a good question here. Do blueberry scones count as protein? <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go, G Man. <laughs> what were you saying, Alex? Uh, I was just going to say that, like, uh, the U.S.'s public health. Um, systems and their what they fund and everything is very incestuous with making money uh, on an individual level, which makes it really hard to trust anything they say. Like, and they, we have like five or six different freaking public health organizations. It feels like um, because they're some are like above the others or whatever. I don't, I'm not even sure what the organizational structure is because it's a freaking Gordian knot. Uh, of bureaucracy, but they all benefit, you know, and, and some of the employees benefit like from a, a more personal perspective, buying like really expensive houses and having insane retirement funds, essentially. So it's kind of, um, 
it's kind of hard to trust anything they say about what's good for you and what's not good for you because of how much money they make from it. It's like, I can't, I can't take anything they say for granted. Essentially, I have to look it all up. And they, and they, Mm -hmm. over the last two years, they've been trying to stop people from really looking any of it up or even talking about it. Like, God forbid you should say it on Twitter. (laughs) Hopefully that changes. And uh, we didn't, we didn't have our fingers crossed on that. I know that um, some people are calling for uh, bringing back like frontline doctors, which uh, are more trustworthy to my mind than big bureaucracies. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, nutrition, nutritional science is one of those things where it's like, um, you have people on one end of the spectrum, like Sean Baker, who is a doctor, who is a, uh, I think he's a world record holding athlete and a doctor who's like total carnivore. And then you have, you have doctors on the other end of the spectrum who are total vegan. And so clearly the credentials of a medical degree do not translate into the truth because right. they can't yeah. both be right. Right. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not 100% behind credentialism. I, I mean, having gone to grad school, I saw a lot of duffers get through it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, and especially if you, uh, despite what they've been saying the last two years, like the science is not settled on things. So like uh, even with the food pyramid and stuff, like even if they did genuinely believe certain things, they end up being like, oh, actually this thing that we've been telling you for years that was super healthy is really bad for you. <laughs> My bad. Um, so like you just, <laughs> I don't trust anything ever. Those, I think I just take it all with a grain of salt, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> There's a but not great- too much salt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a great cartoon or something like that. It's a sketch, I think, where there's a nutritionist coming from the future to tell you whether or not eggs are good for you. Because I don't know if you guys remember how much they changed on that shit. They were what like, are they yeah. saying yeah. right now? What's, what's eggs are bad thing? for you. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, actually, uh, the whites are good for you. Uh, actually, the yolk is good for you. Um, uh, th- Like they can't make yeah. up their minds over whether or not eggs are good for you. And it's like eggs are good for you. Okay. <laughs> That's my stance on that. That's what I but, think, too, because they say like cholesterol and stuff. But as, as someone with chickens and we have a lot of eggs, I have to believe that they're good for you. <laughs> benefits you <laughs> to have to have yeah. a- <laughs> or else what am i doing with my life but yeah. i don't know like it's just, protein and well also doesn't the yolk have a lot of the things that break down the cholesterol in yeah. it so like they do these stupid things or they look at one variable and they're like oh this is horrible and then it's like how about we look at two variables oh it's good how about we'll get three? Oh, it's horrible again how about <laughs> yeah. four? Oh, it's Oh, it's good again. <laughs> like, all right, well, well you how about you just shut same... up and realize people have been eating eggs for, you know, m- millennia and we seem to be okay. So, yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing with them adding carrageenan to a lot of products, uh, um, yeah. including cat food. It's cat, cat food. Cat that's food. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in, it's in human food too. Now, the thing is, is that like, oh, it's, it's not a carcinogenic. That's what they say. Okay. Except for at uh, high heat, it's acidic situations then it becomes a carcinogen and it's like well okay first of all cats run at um about three or four degrees hotter than us with much higher acidic levels in their stomachs that's why they're able to eat raw mice uh and oh. then some people I suffer from high uh, acidic levels in their stomach so it's like well then maybe it is carcinogenic 
maybe that like looking at two mm -hmm. variables, maybe we shouldn't be putting it in food for humans or cats or maybe anything at all. I don't like there's there. They, they do that both in the idea that they make good things seem bad and bad things seem good by not paying attention to the whole picture. As, and that, that one was a big one for me. I did a lot of research on cat food to find out what was possible, like what was the best thing you could feed your cats because I did have a cat die from um, like a lack of health uh, stuff from the food they ate. So I was oh. like, okay, well, if I'm going to over own another cat, I better be smarter about this. Um, what was the answer? Just mice? <laughs> mice is the best answer, but uh, <laughs> really the best answer if you can't get mice is uh to make a raw food diet with um, yeah yeah it really is well, with my taurine my uh, one vet said that they don't recommend that which i thought was surprising because like other things that i've read said like raw food and but then one vet was like oh we don't recommend a raw food diet and i didn't super understand that because i was like what if they're based on you know animals that like they survive in the wild they're not cooking their own food so like why wouldn't they be able to handle <laughs> raw meat um but that was just we one give our, our cat has our cat is on a raw meat so, diet that's it yeah um, yeah so i was just, maybe it was just like oh you have to be careful with it because like if you're not handling it maybe there are risks or something but i just thought like when the vet was just totally like against like they do not recommend that at all and i was and i even asked i forget what their full explanation was well, but it was just yeah surprising cats vets are naturally are... vegan yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are oh. vets willing to declaw cats, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, see, again, every friggin' don't vet trust out there. Yeah. <laughs> medical people and stuff too, so you gotta yeah. be careful. I mean, with see, that. the thing is that I, I there's this theory I hear from a, a friend who says that in any demographic, at least 10%, at least, which means it can be higher, uh, 10% of that group of people is assholes. And so that means it can be higher. And so it's like you get, you know, uh, a group of vets together, 10% of them are going to be assholes, maybe more because kind of, it depends on the industry. How did they, um, what are they saying to, to train new vets and everything, you know, and that applies to teachers that applies to um, politicians. Although that percentage I've, I will always say is higher, way Politician. higher than 10%. <laughs> Yeah. I would say I would say saying ten percent aren't assholes is probably yeah that's probably yeah that's probably it. more accurate <laughs> yeah uh, I, also it depends on the culture right we have a culture now in which um, you reward it partly because of social media just to circle back to Twitter you're rewarded for being um, quick to judge um, and obnoxious about it. And it, which is basically the mm. definition of an asshole, kind of like you're just <laughs> yeah. like you're being re you're rewarded for being an asshole. Um, so it's reinforced, yeah, you're reinforced <laughs> yeah. It. you get all the nice and it doesn't. And I think that's that goes uh, that's on the other side too. Like on our on our side, on moderates and and conservatives will do that too. They were like like the oh, asshole. Yeah. Like I mean, the, isn't that why James Lindsay? Uh, performs as he does on Twitter. Like he's not like that. Like when he really does research and where he does speeches and oh, stuff. But but kinda... On Twitter, it's like your mom, you know, yeah, like because right. it it's what works on Twitter. I mean, I don't know if the culture is going to change necessarily in the next year, depending on what kind of things uh, Elon Musk implements or if it will change at all. But um, maybe to some extent. When, when it comes to social media, being an asshole is 
always going to be the best way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people love all the drama and stuff too. Like that's kind of what gets the clicks and everything. So, so I think sometimes the more of an asshole you are, the <laughs> the more people are going to want to check you out. Yeah. So, uh, it rewards personality disordered traits. Yes. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, in many ways, I think popularity is inversely correlated with goodness. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, wasn't sandwich. it true uh, when you were in high school, like that that, yeah. that that the most popular kids were the assholes? Like that was yeah. True but you know what happened? Before. So so I but I've seen it go both ways. So because when I grew, I'm older than you both of you. When I yeah, grew up, there was no. Old. I know there was no internet. Um, we had a telegraph. No, um, there was no internet. Uh, really, I mean, it it existed, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't around, right? We didn't even. No one really even had modems. No one had computers. Like calculator was like an entire we, we, room. I, I I freaked my daughter out the other day when I was like, she's like, I guess I could write this essay if my computer's not working. I'm like I used to write all like that's what you did. You wrote on paper with your pen. Um, <laughs> so so like I went through so that but yeah so there was that the in high school there was the um I, I'll say uh. The, the asshole contingent of like basically the people willing to be total immoral jerks for the sake of popularity. Um, and they, and, and that often worked, not always. Sometimes you get a popular kid who is a, a good person and sometimes assholes would not be popular, but in general, like th that's the way it was. But I, I gotta be, I gotta be honest when I, when I, was a young adult in Silicon Valley, I know people aren't going to like this, but, that's not it, it wasn't true anymore in the late 90s um and early 2000s there were douchebags there's always douchebags in silicon valley pitching stupid ideas and whatever like every culture has its problems but um the the people that were being successful like it was a nerd culture in a good way it was like oh the, the nerdy kids from from math and science class that did well that that were the outcasts in high school were hanging out with each other, building companies, and they weren't being assholes for the most part. Um, like it, it, but then um, a large percentage of of success in the tech world started revolving around hype online, um, and the asshole contingent took over again because they're much better at hype online. Um, so there was a brief period, I think, where. Like product mattered a little bit more. I mean, or just lying about what the product was going to be. Like that certainly was a phase. Uh, but like there was there's a time when like tech mattered and product mattered, and like I, the people that were successful actually, I think, were kind of better people. Um, and then it went back to an old boys club and who you know, and then and how much you can hype. Like it just it went back to that really quickly. I so. So people, I, don't, I don't get the psychology, I guess, of people liking just straight asshole. Like if you're funny, I, and then because you're loud and obnoxious, but funny, that that's you know it can be likable. But if you're just an, an asshole, like I just have never like I don't like that. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, we might want to make a distinction between bullies and assholes. Or yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, because yeah. there is a difference. Um, because sometimes people can be kind of gruff and. Uh, assertive. I'm talking about bullies and like yeah. dishonest bullies, not people who just have a 
disposition that has some rough edges and is uncouth. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because like those, the, the, like, I think you can be assertive. You could be kind of a, a, a jerk a little bit. Like, and I, I agree you can be funny and, and kind of get away with that to some extent. Um, I mean, not everyone's going to find it funny. Then even people who are humorless assholes who were like, oh, that wasn't funny. Even though like lots of people are <laughs> laughing out loud at it. Uh, right. There's always going to be someone who's not finding it funny. But there, I, and I think you can be brash and maybe even a little bit like uh, firm on your nose in, in, and still not be really, really a bully. Like uh, being a bully to me really feels more like trying to destroy someone or make them make their self-worth. Like if they're not a narcissist, if you're not responding to a narcissist and you're right, your plan is to destroy this person's self-worth, then you're a bully. Uh, I, f- yeah. I feel like that's that's a huge difference. And um, I, I don't know. It's ha- it's a hard line to walk because so- I think sometimes even the brash people can walk over to being a bully sometimes. Um, I think one of the biggest lines is don't try to get don't try to like find out who some random person is and get them fired from a job that has nothing to do with it. I think that's a pretty good line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and I would say don't join a cancel mob. Yeah. Uh, Just generally, unless you know the intimate details and you like, and even then I wouldn't, don't join a cancel mob. Right? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess mob in general, like even if you, even, the whole ostracizing thing, like we've talked about that, like sometimes like it's okay if, you're, if your judgment is, is good to ostracize, but then I don't know, but you still don't have to do it in like joining a mob to do something. Like I don't want to go to the store anymore. Like I just won't do that. I don't need to, right. I guess it's the thing right. of everyone needing to be part of some sort of, uh, uh, club, you know, like even the LGBT, like the community, everyone needs to be part of a community though. So like they all, I'm like, I don't feel the need to be, I, I don't like people. I don't want to have to be <laughs> part of like a whole community of them to do something or be against something. Like I yeah, do I, that myself. I was thinking about this though. I think a lot of it is just tribalism. Um, Hi, Cause we tend to be, think about how it is in sports, right? We're like, um, yeah, You're I know. Me. I, I'm, I'm going to, none of us are sports. Well, maybe Alex <laughs> is super into sports, but uh, I'm still going to use a sports, <laughs> metaphor. Totally use a sports, sports. metaphor. So, because uh, I did, I have followed hockey growing up and stuff. So, look, when field when I mean, every high school boy follows field hockey. But that's <laughs> <laughs> that face. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had a crush on a girl who played field hockey. Um, Could she have beaten you up? No. But she would have been, looked really cute trying. Oh, so. I don't know. I have uh, doubts about that answer. <laughs> Continue. Fair. Um, anyway, yeah. I when you're on, you you see you see how people like. Let's say I'll just pick two hockey teams. Let's say the Pittsburgh Penguins and the, Penguins. And the Philadelphia Woo! Flyers. I'll, p- I'll pick those two because they're in the same state. Beverly knows both of them, I and they do hate each team. other pretty actively. Um, like there's a rivalry between those two. And so you'll see if there's a player that's on the Penguins and you're a Penguins fan, right? Um, you love him. He's awesome. Everything about him is awesome. Everything the Penguins do is awesome, right? And then he gets transferred to Philly. And suddenly oh, yeah. you hate him. Yeah, Everything about him, him is horrible. You've always hated him. He's a horrible person. Like that's just how sport, that's how tribalism in sports works. Very few people, um, 
And actually, my father was one of these people, which is kind of an admirable trait. Very he people on the watch Penguins. sports and say, I appreciate this player on this team and this player on that team. And I don't really care too much who wins. It's interesting. I kind of want this team to win for these reasons. But like without getting sucked into the tribalism of it, which is rare. Um, but usually, and I remember as a high school kid getting that like, totally sucked into, and it was with the Penguins. I was a Penguins fan, like totally sucked into the tribalism of it. But that, I think that's what happens online a lot. People are like, oh, but there's like my tribes over here and people just want to just jump over into that tribe and then hate on every other tribe. Mm. And if so, if there's like a, if there's a new virtue signal or a new tribal leader that emerges or whatever, then they, they turn on whatever there's a new enemy identified tribe, go get the enemy. Like they go get the enemy That's and the it's biggest... all, it's just tribal. Yeah. It's non-thinking. It's anti-human. Um, it's, it's, it's an, it's, it's intellectually dishonest. It's intellectually lazy. You should be ashamed of yourself for behaving that way, but a lot of people do it. So yeah, a lot of it primates. is pretty natural. Yeah. Yeah. For people to just assume so. that they have to choose sides on things though. And even if, even if you, the people involved are like, no, we don't need you to, to pick sides. They're like, well, that's still just kind of like this, this, I guess some sort of human nature that makes people feel the need. Oh, you know what? Uh, someone you might know, Mr. Sparkle Gem, says in Sparkle um, Gleam is up. Yeah. Sorry, Sparkle <laughs> Gleam. He says fantasy sports has changed his mindset a lot. Everything I was talking about was prior to fantasy sports. Uh, I don't know anything about fantasy sports, but I could see that totally changing the mindset and getting like because you've got your own team in your head. It's the players you like or whatever. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like that. I was just thinking about that as you were saying that because I I know uh, a lot of people who are in a fantasy football, and I was like, they don't care who the person, yeah, what, what yeah, team that person is on. They because they're playing a different all, game. Yeah, they're all playing <laughs> all over the place. They don't care, and I and I think that's good. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that wasn't much of a thing like before. Like I mean, I know it wasn't a thing in the '90s when. My household no. was all sports, sports, sports. Mm -hmm. Although my, my dad was like your dad, Carter, where he was all like, okay. ah, I don't really dad. like he has. <laughs> he has. A, I'm sorry, Alex. He, he has a team he likes, <laughs> but it's at the same time. It's not like he's psycho. I mean, the thing is, though, is that there's the the soccer hooligan uh idea though, like and, and we have that here in the U.S., although it seems to be calming down somewhat where people would literally riot whether or not a team won. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They'd stab each other too. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that really didn't, that didn't make sense to me was the whole rioting when your team won. I'm like, why are you destroying stuff? Aren't you Except happy? Mearship tradition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so although I don't do football at all, I have played fantasy football and the first year I nearly won. And then the second year I did win. <laughs> <laughs> somehow then i don't I, I play using it more like pokemon where i just collect i never trade anything i just keep them in and if they have a bye week like that's how i play the pokemon games too where i never trade for anything or once i get my first six starter pokemon i never switch them out so that's how i do fantasy football and it's worked for i me. do i do think most people though will experience some tribalist thoughts and i and i think it's natural i, th I think it's natural yeah. and i think you oh, need yeah. to find an outlet for it and maybe sports is a better outlet than p ideology online honestly actually and i i'm not a i i i don't think that you should try and stifle your tribalism i think you should do exactly what you're saying it's find a healthy outlet for it and be like mm -hmm. and but rec be self-aware that like 
I'm being stupidly tribalistic for fun right now. Like, that's all it is. I'm not going to yeah. stab the other team, but I'm going to wear face paint and call them names and, and shout. And that's, like, that's going to yeah. be the fun. I don't think it's inherently bad to like to want a, to be part of a community or something either. But it's just sometimes when you're if you're trying to force it or trying to to tear other people down and you know, if you're aggressive about it, then then, yeah, I think it's just the unhealthy ways. I mean, at the same time, we're there is this whole cultural war war that is going on that people are feel like is important to fight. And I agree with them to some extent. Like, I just worry about becoming a monster that I am fighting in, yeah. you know, trying to do this, which is why, like, I'm not into sports. I don't, I don't have a trap. That's not where my tribalism outlet goes. And in, and now it seems like my tribalism outlet is going into destiny too. And I have a clan now. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's my tribalism. There are, the, there are other options besides sports. If you're not in the sports is what I'm saying. Uh, you, but it's really important to find, a, a, and especially tribalism plus aggression. Because the thing is that I feel like aggression is part of tribalism. So if it's like, oh, you're tribal, but your tribe is about peace loving. Oh, God, you're not actually like meeting the needs of protecting the tribe. At that uh, point, you need to you need to find one that has an aggressive outlet, even if it's just playing paintball like once a month or something, and you can have two teams or whatever. But like you have to find tag. yeah laser tag or something. You got to find something. Because, I mean, these are natural occurrences in, in you know, humanity. And uh, I definitely think that if you don't find that that healthy outlet for aggression, for tribalism, you're going to start it's gonna, doing it online. Yeah. <laughs> especially guys, out. I think, especially yeah. males, but maybe... Um... Just speaking from a male perspective only. Huh. I mean, uh, but and males need the aggression. Males need the physical aggression. Do females get the more manipulation and, <laughs> and like cat fight kind of thing? I wonder. Yeah. They need to talk happens. smack about someone. <laughs> talk smack. Yeah. Is that That's a thing still? That they use. <laughs> <laughs> I love someone brought up the Gallahorn Catalyst. Awesome one. Yep, I'm looking for a group to get my Galahorn catalyst done. Hey, I'm still trying to get my Galahorn, so uh, I don't know what's that. Me. What's Galahorn I, catalyst? There's these things in there's exotic weapons in Destiny Two, and oh, some okay. of them have catalysts that will improve them even more. They're like the best weapons in the game. They'll make you mm. a better player because it's the best tools, essentially. And okay. yeah, and getting it. Finding a catalyst for something is hard because they randomly drop. Uh, some of them you can get from quests, though. But then, like, yeah, this person's ahead of me. I still haven't finished the Grasp of Avarice to get my Galahorn, and I don't even know if I'm going to get my Galahorn. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm already jealous of you, Awesome One, for already having it. That's why his and name it, is Awesome One. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that, like, the, I, I feel like my tribalism just came out a little bit. <laughs> that oh, I was just yeah, a little yeah. intense there <laughs> for no good reason. It's just a video game. It's okay. <laughs> uh, and I think you can have tribalism in, uh, even with like uh, TV shows too, like weekly, uh, like the reality game shows stuff. Like, oh, who's the singer that's going to win? So then you have a lot of people who, who are going to, or, or bachelorette or whatever. So then people can have communities in that way. But uh, that's Carter true. Gonna... <laughs> When you watch right something now. like I'm Dancing with the Stars. Okay. <laughs> Did you say Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. 
Yeah. I used to watch that. <laughs> hey, hey, Boston Josh is saying, OMG, Alex is a bigger nerd than I am, or than Beverly. I might have competition because Gmail was saying that this is when I asked what Gallahorn was. He said, it's nerd stuff, nothing to worry about. I'm just a different kind of nerd. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I probably am more into anime and stuff. I don't know how much anime Alex likes. Um, so I can. I like about- it, but I'm, it's not like a, it's not a habit as in the yeah. way that games are. And then games I do old school. And I watched Alex's one stream the other night too, though, so that was interesting. But like, yeah, the games I play are still like old Nintendo games and stuff. So I don't play all the new stuff. So I'm just not up to date. Alex is going to teach me all these things. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll force you into Warframe someday. Yeah. It's more cooperative, by the way. Okay. Almost no Those one likes that like. each other in that game. <laughs> I love I love co-op stuff, though. And that's what I said. You and I should stream. I'm going to be bad at whatever game that we do, but I'll, I'll stream online with you. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? You might surpass me. I have never claimed to be very good at video games. That's the thing is that I may play every day, but I have never claimed ever that I am good at it. The only thing, (laughs) Super Mario World. It's the only one that I I feel the most confident in saying that I'm good at. I'm great at at. it. I'm so bad at that game. (laughs) In the first level, when you're 1-1, would freaking die with the timer running out die on the first jump die on the first enemy that it, like it's been a really long time since i've played it but yeah i'm really really bad at that game and i and i don't like playing it so like that tells you where i'm at like i'm a much better like shooter looter kind of player honestly <laughs> i can't do first first person I'm, i love left for dead but i'm so bad at first person that's what i was saying that too because i just like i don't know what i'm doing i can't see off screen my peripherals are off and i didn't know about being able to adjust peripherals until you mentioned it so yeah get get some better fov uh settings they don't set them very high so that's kind of the thing someone's awesome one says warframe is such a horrible grind I agree with you. It is a, it is much of a grind uh, of a game. Uh, I have almost all the Warframes, but it took me two years. Mm. Uh, we have to switch <laughs> to talk about Portal now because that's a, a game that Carter can participate in. <laughs> I know he loves Portal. I'm still thinking about Twitter. Um, oh yeah, we get back yeah. to Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, the the yeah. question: Will uh, Elon Musk follow through on his commitment to free speech? It's the poll that we got going on right now. Yeah. I and so I someone said it needs to be more nuanced like will he make an effort? Like follow through on his commitment means he will do it whether it will succeed or not. Like that's the way that I wrote it. I was like will he follow through? Will he will he do it? Will mm-hmm. you know will he be like I'm not, you know, you still say yes even if the Biden administration throws him in jail and steals Twitter like if if he followed through on it. Yeah, yeah. it's not it's it's the difference between him saying it and then not making any moves at all because right. he's being inauthentic about claiming it, or it's the it's him trying to follow through. The even just right. the really trying, yeah, that's the important. I th- part. Look, a lot of people are like, I don't like Elon, I don't trust him, blah blah blah. I get that because you don't know him personally, so maybe you shouldn't trust him. Like, I mm-hmm. I, I get it. I don't know him personally either, but um. Not trusting someone just because they're a billionaire doesn't make that's irrational. Um, and yeah. uh, look, I don't, I'm not trusting him to be the Pope. I'm uh, <laughs> like, I'm excited that he's the a better owner of Twitter 
than the douchebags who were owning it yeah. last week. That's yeah, because you know that like, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be some sort of better. But I think it's all. Oh, sorry. You can go ahead, Alex. I was just going to say that I felt like a lot of the comments that are coming out are against Elon Musk's, you know, acquiring Twitter and everything and about how bad it is that someone so rich or someone uh, with his uh, claimed ideology is to own it. It's like, I kind and, and like, oh, you shouldn't be a part of it, even if you're resisting it because you're making him money, essentially all that stuff. I'm sort of like, you guys had no problem with the Saudis owning part of it, like last right. week. So I, I still I read the Washington of, Post regularly. So yeah, like, I'm like, you're buying stuff off Amazon, aren't you? Like, I don't have a lot of uh, belief in your authenticity of over this because oh, it's, it's like, totally you, inauthentic. They're probably driving yeah. Teslas, Alex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Like they're so <laughs> ridiculous, and and I just. It's just ridiculous to hear them make those claims that it's that it's about morality. And it's like, you're okay with the Saudis? That's the one that I'm like, I'm like, what? I think too, people, uh, I think they have a, a, they they end up putting people like on pedestal. Like they have these high expectations where it's like, they're going to be a, like a savior thing where like Elon, right. they expect him to be the savior. And if he doesn't follow through of being like this perfect person, um, then, then, then they fall off the pedestal. Like, you know, that, that illusion is shattered, but that's, I mean, like, well, don't do that with people though. Like, I don't know what he's going to be like, but uh, he's fun. He's a troll. Like he's, he's at least kind of talking a little bit based. Like I don't expect him to have like all the right values or do everything correctly. But like, like you said, Carter, like he's better than what we were having at least as far as we know right now maybe he'll end up turning around and being like this tyrant and stuff but I'm like so I'm not going to be completely like I don't, I'm not pulling out all my eggs in one basket and saying like he's going to save save Twitter and everything like yeah maybe he will screw it up maybe things will get worse uh, I'm hoping for the best but I'm not going to expect that everything is going to be all hunky dory I'm not afraid to be optimistic about this like, yeah, I know yeah. I think a lot of cynicism a lot of people are like well I don't trust her. no no I don't think this is about money for Elon Musk. I think it is about the principle. He does dream big. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't. He doesn't buy a company and make an incremental improvement. He didn't. He wasn't like I'm going to take a regular car and try and make it electric. He wasn't like I'm going to. I'm going to make a slightly more efficient rocket. The guy wants to colonize Mars. He's like he he, he thinks big and everything he does, whether you like his vision or not. That's his, that's the way he is. He's shown in his career he's willing to risk his entire fortune to make things happen. Mm -hmm. Um and and he's he says that he's doing this for free speech, his dedication to free speech. I don't have a reason to not believe him. I'm not so cynical that just because someone says I'm doing this for this good cause, I'm immediately going to go, "Well, no one does anything for good causes anymore, so I don't trust him." <laughs> like I don't no, like I believe that he's doing this for the cause that he says he's doing it for. How effective he'll be, how pragmatic he'll be at the end of the day and feel like he needs to compromise all that stuff. I don't know. But I don't I think if you are down on Elon buying Twitter, that's you've swallowed way too much black pill. Like, yeah, I'm pretty black pilled on people. Trust me. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I am really a misanthrope in many ways, but. Especially there are people trying to do good things who are mostly good trying to do mostly good or even even one thing they're trying to do. They're trying to do it mostly well. I think this is a case of someone doing it for the right reasons and they're going to try and do a better job. Is it exactly what I would do? Probably not, but he'll probably be more successful than I would be. So 
you know. Well, yeah, uh, like he says he wants to verify all users are human. And that has a few people going, what, oh, what yeah. does that mean? And I yeah. agree with them. I don't know what that sure. means either. Like, because, for example, I don't think they, they need my phone number. That has always bothered me about a lot of social media pro- platforms. I don't want to give you my phone number. And then the other one, like someone said, have people take pictures of their face and, and have their face be on there to verify them. And I'm like, no, you don't need that either. Like, so like to me, I'm sort of like, I'm not 100% like, it's going to be awesome. And like in the whole regards of, is he going to do everything the way I would want it done? No, probably not. And uh, what he means by verify all humans, I don't know. And that's the only like real like worry I have about actions he'll take versus I don't know like what the government is going to try to do uh, to um, block him in a lot of his moves or what employees there are going to do or what people are going to do in, you know, regards to anti-competitive practices. I don't know. Like those things, those are the, 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 the dangerous things that I don't, that to me feel like they're up in the air. Clearly they're going to try some stuff. Like that's not something that I don't. And clearly there will be saboteurs within Twitter. There'll be people that leave. There'll be saboteurs. Um, there will be resistance from outside of Twitter through partnership programs. Like, like if Twitter's on Amazon, Amazon will will complain. And like, right? They, maybe they'll get kicked. Off. I don't know if they're on AWS, but I assume they, I assume they are. But maybe they're not. Like, they they will have pressure from government and other companies. Um, that and there'll be internal sabotage and all that stuff is, like, yeah, that'll all happen. Um, but, uh. I really don't think Elon's about just making money here. Um, and I think that's good. And by the way, the, the the verification bothers me as well, Alex. And I don't like that they ask for your phone number. But I think where that might be coming from and what it might be uh, about is you can, you can get burner non-real phone numbers. You can get burner phone numbers uh, through APIs online. And I think there are, because he complains about crypto spam bots, I think there are crypto bots that that get numbers, set up accounts, and spam. And and Twitter has, does actively try and detect whether it's a real cell phone number, a real number, or one of these other numbers. And he might just be talking about tightening that up so that, like, it still sucks in the way you and I think, which is I don't <laughs> want to give him my number, but maybe we won't have to do anything more than that. He's just going to try and weed out some of the crypto bots. But who knows? Maybe he's going to say, I want your fingerprints and your DNA, and I'm going to send it to Neuralink. Like, okay, well, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, see, that's, that's a step like, in the wrong direction. If yeah. he sticks to the, the the level they already have and, like just, like you said, just tightens it up a little bit, like I, w- I probably won't get too upset. But if if it comes down to give me your face, give me your fingerprints. I'm probably going, okay, fine. Bye. Like that Keep might coming. be my line. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't know about um, when it, when it comes to like, what, why is he doing this? I do believe he's doing it for the principle of the thing, but I think, I think Elon Musk is a very good multitasker. I think mm. he can see multiple really? benefits at the same time. For example, I think he could see, like Twitter tech as a, as a way of helping himself in other areas. Like I could see that. Um, 
he, I mean, he has managed to turn around a lot of products and make them like really big and effective and innovative. So I, I think he knows how to make things work in multiple ways. I don't think it, so to me, I don't think it's just the principle. I think he sees value in it too, like in monetarily, but also value in it from a, like a, you know, free speech stance as well. And I I mean, that makes sense though. I mean, he obviously doesn't need the money like as much as he has, like, so he doesn't have to do stuff because he's like, you know, strapped for cash, but then, and I don't see why he wouldn't do something that like, this is going to benefit me somehow too, though, that like, maybe it's not. So I think principle, but also like, uh, I'd still do something that like, yeah, like there's a way that you can work it to, to help you out in some form or another. I think he's thinking beyond, I think, I think we're all thinking small and we're like, well, how's he going to tweak Twitter? I think he's looking at like web 3.0 stuff like Mastodon and stuff that like, okay, how am I going to like Twitter is a dying platform for old people like Brian Stelter. How do like, how do we like, what can I do to to make sure that it's something that is is future focused? I imagine Mm. that he could like over time, I imagine he might do like drastic things to Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I also, uh, I could see to some extent him seeing how his, his business could benefit from Twitter not being quite so narrative focused because um, there's a lot of politicians on Twitter and that's how they garner a lot of support for their ideas. Policies that sometimes get in the way of innovation and um, business mm-hmm. expansion. So I could see him also seeing it as a way of helping himself out um, on a business stance, like more like to, this is what I mean when I say I could see him seeing multiple ways in which this benefits him. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like yeah. in the future uh, for, uh, you know, what he does for it in the, in the future, the democracy side of it, the limiting the, um, the bullshit of narrative uh, like all these things, I think they benefit him. And I think a lot of them uh, will benefit us as well. I'm, you know, and I don't think that's, I think it's also not beneficial to a lot of people that Elon Musk have Twitter um, because they've been using it in ways that have been detrimental to the majority of us, but helpful to themselves. And uh, I don't, I don't, and I think that's why we're seeing so many of them freak out that they're upset. They're writing op-ed pieces. Uh, there's all this, the, the so narrative upset. control. They're afraid of free speech just generally. Like yeah. the idea that suddenly like they'll have to defend their ideas and they won't be like, they won't have the, the institution of Twitter to protect them from mean people who disagree with them scares the crap out of them. They love this, this like, look what Jen Pisaki, I'm going to say Pisaki all day. You keep saying Pisaki. Yeah. It's fun. I know. Um, I know. No, no, no. Keep it up. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but look what she said. I mean, look, look at her response. Like, oh, well, we talk to social media companies all the time. Blah, blah, blah. They rely on being able to tell Twitter what narratives. Oh, he, this is the right Koof narrative. This is the right Russia narrative. You know, you should get rid of dis- quote disinformation. I think one of the most fun things, you know, how they started to put Russian affiliated media underneath people's um, profiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they should start. But doing like government, like U.S. Yeah. government affiliated, US government, like, oh, and like, and that can include like think tanks, anyone who's working on grant yeah, money, like every like half of Twitter would have a U.S. government 
affiliated media sticker on it. Can we can we watch this clip real quick? Oh god, um, I've seen this. Yeah, it's horrible. Okay, all right, let me play it. Oh god, what? Who's this jerk? We need audio. I can't hear it. Oh, hang on. It's less incredible. That way. <laughs> why? All right, let me try it again. I don't know why the audio doesn't work. <sighs> Sorry. Filling in time. It says Mo, share tab. On. Mo, Mo says, I just read an article today that said, re. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all I have. On. Okay. <laughs> now does this audio work? You own all of Twitter. Did you hear yes. that? Yes. Okay. Yes. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And Good. the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Can we pause for a sec? Elon Musk says uh, this is all to help yeah. people because no, he no, is. No, I can't. Just I can't. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to point something out how. I, I want to point out how dishonest this is. This is so blatantly dishonest. First of all, Twitter is now a public company. We have no idea what their algorithm does now. What the, the situation he's describing right now is how Twitter has been. We don't know if they uh, push people down. We don't know what their algorithm is. We have no transparency. Them being a public company did not give us any transparency into their algorithm, what they were doing, not with Twitter, not with Facebook, not, not with Google, not with anything. So that is, it's a blatant, he is completely lying. It's a complete gaslight. And on top of all that, he's doing this to a guy who has come in from day one and said, I think the algorithm should be open source so everyone can see what's happening. That's the guy that he's like, I don't know. We might not know what's happening. He's literally telling you that's his problem with Twitter right now, and that's what he wants to fix. So you know what's happening. He's going to make it open source, assuming he follows through. It's this is that guy just needs to be that guy needs to never appear ever on television again because he's a dishonest piece of shit. This reminded me so much of the Time article going, We fortified the election. I'm like, there's so much of this, like admitting essentially uh, to what they're doing by and then but acting as though it's something they're afraid someone else is going to do to them and it's like oh shut up like i don't i don't like i laughed when i saw this because i like it's either you get angry or you fucking laugh that was i'm sick was so i'm just choice. angry that's, that's what <laughs> yeah I'm you went angry i <laughs> laughed i was like oh my god look at them yeah, yeah. everything they've done like that's how i feel like and it, we, to me, it's so obvious. And I know some people are tricked by this bullshit. And I, and honestly, you're not going to convince everyone that this is bullshit. You know, uh, there are some people who are always going to drink the Kool-Aid, essentially. And, yeah. like, the most you can do is point it out, laugh at it, get angry at it, and, and explain why it's so bad. And that one was especially, God, I just, I, I just couldn't believe how freaking... Yeah, he's lying. He's just flat out lying the whole way through. It's, it's literally like if Hitler stood up and was like, I don't know if I should let the 
I don't know if I should let the British rule Germany because they might kill the Jews. It's like, dude, what are you I, talking about? <laughs> but uh, the other thing, though, too, is that like, is it? I, I I assume it's lying, but then just by knowing some you know people's personalities and stuff uh, online, I wonder like, is it lying or are they delusional? Like, are they able to really like uh, is it cognitive can't be dissonance that, that? But that's how I feel about some people, like other people too, where I'm like, you have to know that you're that you're making this up or like this thing isn't think, true, and that uh, like you have yeah. to. But then I wonder like, are you that? delusional like that and i and it's hard for me to tell that like if they're able to separate reality I think, lot, I think a lot of them are just lying to themselves i don't think i don't think there's um i think they're just being disingenuous i don't i don't think it's delusion for most of them most of them i i'm like there are people out there who are freaking insane i will 100 <laughs> like acknowledge that fact but i think there's not as many insane people as we think i think there are a lot of people who have to believe that the system that they live in is safe and honest mm -hmm. and they will lie to themselves and to lie to themselves over and over and over again to to keep that that mm -hmm. image in their mind because maybe that's otherwise what I mean. they freak out <laughs> yeah maybe it's maybe that's how i kind of see it as delusion then too where it's just like you like if you I've said that about like certain like woke friends and stuff where it's just like they they can't think too hard about like the, the what they're talking about like the values or whatever or or because like if they did or they get angry because like if you try and question it then they get mad and then they you know they, they get loud it's like because I think if they stop to think about it then they know that their argument would fall apart and then I think it's too like even with COVID where it's just like they can't believe that the two years that we spent doing all of these crazy things and lockdowns and stuff was was unnecessary because that might just you know drive them insane though too like they have to believe that it was worth something um or else like why did they waste two years of their lives so i i guess i can see where you really have to lie to yourself about certain things well and i think to some extent they're lying to themselves because they don't want to have to deal with it. You know, it, some, some of it's right. laziness. Some of, some of it's not just, I don't want to freak out over the fact that everything I believed was a lie. Uh, some of it is I'm lying to myself so that I don't have to do anything because if I, I, then I can just get on my, with my life. It's really, it's, it's a small mind kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. And um, like, to some extent I get it because you're just trying to get through your life. Like, you know, but I, I don't, I, to me, I can't, I can only put up with that for so long, you know, because there comes a certain point where it's like, okay, so you're letting them kick you in the nuts every day and you're okay with that because you, you want to get on with your life. That sounds like bullshit. Like, no, at some point you have to stand up to it. And I think we're way past the, you know, kicking them in the nuts stage. Like it's, it's so bad. <laughs> I think, I think something that um, for, for people who care about the truth um, and who care about their own integrity, like who don't want to lie to themselves. Doing something like this would be so painful that we're uh, that we're asking questions like, well, maybe they must be delusional. They must actually think it because I couldn't do it. It would be so painful to do this and know that I'm lying. But I think what you have to remember is people, this guy's probably been doing this for decades. He's probably been doing this for 20 years, right? So he's been lying to himself. For, for, for So he started out, he probably started out just, you say what needs to be said, you bend the truth a little bit, 
it, you know, maybe you don't sleep for one night, but you get over it and then, but it becomes easier and easier. So 20 years later, he is completely capable of taking his marching orders, even if they're not direct from a person, they could be from the mob, but he takes his marching orders about this is the narrative. These are the things, these are the arguments I need to make. And I make the arguments and I sleep like a baby. He might just be fine with it. I mean, I think it still takes a psychological toll, but he's able to kind of do this and, um, and, and not really have a big problem with it. If you recall, I talked about Saul Alinsky's book last week. I don't know. I'm, I know Beverly knows, but I don't know if Alex watched that show, but if you like, I talked about Saul Alinsky's book and the relationship that the mainstream left, because remember Rules for Radicals was, was, a, was a mainstream book. What the relationship that the the mainstream left has with with morality and truth, and um, it is it is not it it is not one of fidelity to truth <laughs> at all. Um, they the ends absolutely justify the means, and so if he believes that it is better for for whatever justification, better for the public good, better for the Marxist utopia he wants, better for, you know, all the people in the CNN newsroom agree it's better. Does whatever it is, if, it, if it's better that Elon Musk gets criticized and doesn't own Twitter, then he says whatever is necessary to try and convince people that. And the, the relation between that and the truth is completely irrelevant. And that's that's what you're watching. And that's why I think normies like you, Beverly, are like, he must be delusional. How could he possibly do that? Like, no, he's not. He's evil. He's trained himself to be evil. And that's what he's become. I I think to some extent there's this um, like the the whole ends don't they believe that the ends justify the means. I've been saying this for a couple of years now because it started with the BLM riots that I mm -hmm. did not think that the ends justified the means, that the means are part mm -hmm. of the journey. There is no end. Yeah. Like, that's the problem here, is that they, they this end is utopianism. And there is no utopia. There is no point where everything becomes static and everyone is happy. That's not, it, that's not a reality. But that's how a lot of that that mentality ends justify the means. It's like, if you believe that there is an ends when it comes to ideology, when it comes to truth, then you have already failed. That is a, like a really big problem. And that's why they, there's a lot of unprincipled action going on because it's like, well, the ends justify the means. And I mean, and it's, if you read uh, something like fools, frauds and firebrands, you can see a lot of the thinking that they're built on and it all brings up that utopianism. And it, it's like, wow, that never happens. Like it doesn't exist. And you're going after essentially a unicorn. It's, it's horrifying to see unicorn. people be so destructive for something that will never happen mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Be Beverly, people are upset that I called you normie. What I, I meant was I know, I'm upset too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, normie was a mischaracterization. I meant I meant you're you're young and innocent and naive and you don't realize that like <laughs> I feel like I'm words right. terms aren't really like any better that <laughs> I didn't say it was better. I'm just <laughs> making it more accurate. Yeah, that's what I meant. You're like, how could he be? He must be delusional. How could he lie? No, 
he he spent twenty years oh, learning no. how to lie. But I'm not saying that like and for him, but I'm saying that like some people like uh, again, it's just people online where like there are certain people that we've come across where I'm like, are you are you really lying to yourself? Are you able to like put yourself into this delusion, or are you? uh knowingly lying though so and i well and i and i think with like the delusion though too it could just be that you you are lying to yourself and and maybe that's where i'm kind of considering that also hi richard pets it's nice to see you in live chat <laughs> i don't think i think um when you say like are you lying to yourself um it's a denial I, when, I think... when you say delusion i feel like they're not consciously lying to themselves. Like I feel like when you take a hallucinogen and you you see a you know if you see a tie dye rabbit waltz through your garden and ask you for a cup of cappuccino, like that's a hallucination. That's a delusion. Like well, that's what I'm not sure that's, about. That's I'm not, not sure you is, doing it. Are to you yourself are you in well. denial? Like uh, that's what, I don't know if you're if you're consciously like uh, I have to tell myself that this is this is true or I have to do it, like or if it's something that. The, the, I just I don't, don't know. Think, like, I think if it's the concept of truth has been eradicated, so that's not a question that's asked. That that question <laughs> is something that they would evade. If 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 you asked, if you sat them down and you forced their brain to be like, think about whether what you said was true or not, it would it would evade the moment. Like the, the thought would start yes. to get close to there, and then it would boop up. I'm not going to think about whether that's true. Truth is not a thing I think about. Done. Yeah, it's important to note that hallucinations are seen and hearing things that aren't there delusions are believing they're real yeah yeah that's the thing and it's delusion the word delusion is built on the idea of believing it if you don't actually believe it it's not delusional that's the <laughs> see that's the um i think where carter's going with that is that it's like they're if they, they don't believe actually there is a real and this is it and yeah. we're talking about people who are evading the question altogether because it's yes. uncomfortable. So do they believe it? Or do you think, so you think that uh, all these people that they generally do believe that they're, or, or they, they, they neither believe it nor disbelieve it. Because that they're just not addressing not it. They're avoiding addressed. it. Yeah. So then, yeah. They're, they're completely avoiding the idea. Like they're trying it, partially because they, I, I think that, they don't believe it. That's the problem is that when you get to the core okay. of it. Well, that's what I'm so saying before too, is that like, because I think they, they, they close, have to avoid it. Yeah. 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 So they have, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. they have to back away. <laughs> they start for, feeling like uncomfortable with the idea because it's, it's a kind they know that they'll be wrong. They're constantly acting as if what they are saying is true. So if they acknowledge the fact that it's not true, like there's a huge psychological toll to that. Uh, mm -hmm. because it's yeah. cognitive dissonance exactly you can't live like that forever and ever address it you know and without falling apart you fall apart like a lot of people do go through something like that like not usually about this culture war shit usually about something much more personal but mm -hmm. you know they fall apart when they when they finally face reality it's kind of it's it's sad and you but it's the first step to recovery because I'm sorry, but deluding, you know, lying to yourself for years is not healthy. And it's certainly not. It, and, but on a cultural level, it's freaking horrifying because it's affecting all of us. Like it's bad enough when someone does that in your personal life because you're like, God damn it. You know, you got to deal with their, their horrible behavior. Talking to this person. Yeah, but when it's when it's on a cultural level, it's like, well, now you're affecting policy, you're affecting, 
my children's education. You're affecting whether or not I can go to work. You know, there's all these things that now it's, it's, it's affecting you as someone who doesn't believe the lies, who doesn't claim to believe the lies. And you, now you have to, you know, be the asshole that brings up reality all the time. And it's like, but at that point it's worth being the asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. Going back, to that. Yeah, sure, sure. Not bullying. Like, cognitive dissonance is uncomfortable, and I think, I, I think one of the biggest. I'm going to use a word. Uh, I'll use a religious word, even though I don't think anyone here is religious. Evasion is the primary sin that you can commit. Um, it's it's. I think it's one of the most. I think it's one of the biggest, if not the only fundamental sin. Because I I think I could make an argument that everything else is built on evasion. Um. But it's it's getting to that point in your mind where you refuse to look any further. You say, oh, I'm going down this path. I'm going down this path. I re it's uncomfortable. I refuse to look. That's, what's that's what allows you to do absolutely horrific, like disgusting, depraved, vile things to other human beings ultimately is the refusal to look because it's uncomfortable. And uh, – you know, I think we could probably, we could probably uh, be much healthier as a society if we did stop the evasion. Um, I don't, I don't know, Boston, Boston justice. <laughs> I am Carter, Christ is King. I don't even understand because you use sin. <laughs> You're talking religion over here now, clearly. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. I, I feel like a lot of people like because here's the thing about even facing reality on a personal level, if you're not willing to stand up for reality uh, as well, you're still evading. Um, you're still keeping your head mm -hmm. down and you're still feeding the machine of unreality. Um, and it, it's kind it's hard. It's hard to stand up for reality in, in a culture that is not willing to accept it. But it's something you have to do if you really, truly don't want to evade reality. You have to support it as well. And that's 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 a hard thing to do. I mean, it really yeah. is. I mean, it's, I, mean I, I feel like that's why I'm here. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. So like people who evade reality and then even with the tribalism, too, because they like I hear one piece of information and then you just firmly or by someone that you just trust. Uh, maybe blindly trust for whatever reason. And then you, uh, uh, despite like what they could be lying to you about something and you're not willing to hear like the other side either. And um, th those are the things that like really black pill me. <laughs> I guess and I'm like, Oh, why are all these people like no one, no one wants to actually, they don't really care about the truth. They just kind of want to take sides and then believe what they, they want to believe. Oh, you got a super chat. Uh, Let freedom ring. <laughs> You guys, you want to read? Wait, is it for me? Let's see, Carter. It's for you. <laughs> Hi, Carter. It's been a long time. I hope all is well. What in a tie? I'll send more LOL interesting discussion. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, yeah, I don't. I haven't done the tie. And actually, if you just join, I'm I'm sick, so I'm not. I'm like wearing. I'm not even wearing a. I have a jacket on my chair. I could put on and a and I actually have a. Uh, Bulletproof vest on my chair as well. I can put that on. I can put the Jeez, whole thing. Why? Um, long story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I normally dress up a little bit more than this. I'm just not. I'm under the weather, so. Well, I know we did that April Fool's joke of like you, you know, working for the government. Now I'm like, 
I'm wondering if you feel like <laughs> what kind of spy you might be or whatever. Uh, yeah. But come on, no, if you I'm, were nothing exciting. Even Sorry. if you weren't sick, would you be wearing a tie for this show though? I might I might no, I wouldn't be wearing a tie because I stopped wearing a tie. Um but uh so I yes, might be wearing a freedom blazer. ring. He needs more ties. He stopped wearing them. <laughs> He's lost them all. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have I wear shirts. I wear like nicer shirts and, and blazers, but I haven't been doing a lot of I think the I still way have you to. said that made it sound like you sometimes don't wear shirts on the stream <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was like, I wear shirts. Oh, that's I my only fans. Yeah, I got him confused. <laughs> he does pretty much the same thing he'll do, like the same dangerous thoughts episode on OnlyFans, only shirtless. So <laughs> that's what the people want. <laughs> um no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the, i think chat wants this carter i think <laughs> no, no trust no, me chat I'm looking for it. um you know you don't want it my naked thoughts are scary enough <laughs> <laughs> that's true all right let's uh button it up then I uh, I well, is there more stuff on Elon, or are there other topics too that you wanted to to discuss? Elon was the main thing I wanted to address. I felt like nothing hit as hard as that topic. I know I'm pretty <laughs> pumped. I mean, like uh, again, I'm wary. Like I've said before, like I'm not I'm not a big reactionary person, but just generally, like I'm excited for you. Like I'm excited to see what will happen. Like if there are going to be changes through it, and I just think he's a fun person. Like I like his memes and stuff. So I'm like I'm I'm okay with having someone uh, he, like him in charge. Yeah, he makes some jokes, and sometimes they don't land. Like with certain people, and I'm like, how did you not recognize that this like that, that he wasn't serious? Like one of his favorites is the whole you know 50% of all statistics are made up and <laughs> he loves that joke and he says it in the middle of speeches with other people and everything oh, really? and no one laughs and I'm like how are you not laughing you know, like it's just I think it's, sometimes his delivery isn't great I I get it but I'm like oh my god he's not <laughs> he's not always getting it uh like across to people that he is funny he's hilarious to me but um I, Maybe I'm just used to that kind of uh, comedy. I grew up in a very uh, quietly acerbic house, so to me, I'm like most pe most jokes don't have to be all like, you know, yeah. at the end. Just <laughs> and I'll, yeah, and I'll yeah. Laugh. Get like the dry, deadpan sarcasm, like that. Yeah, because I throw in stuff under underneath you know, <laughs> conversations, and then like, well, but then you do it like with a straight face. I don't know. I always like that too because uh, a guy I, when I used to work as a newspaper reporter, the one, my one coworker, he was really good about like, he would just act, uh, he'll say stuff with such a straight face. Um, but they'd be hilarious though. Like he, I think I needed a password for something and he just put it on screen, but it was like hidden. Um, so I just had like the circles and he was just telling me circle, 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 circle. But like he went through it. It was just such like, and obviously it was a joke, but I don't know. I really like the delivery of someone who just like goes full in. Oh, let freedom ring also says that new ties for Carter on the legs so <laughs> thank you for the super I gotta chat. start wearing ties again can i wear ties with just like a like a t-shirt like this can i, I put yeah, a tie on yeah absolutely yeah. i can do it i still have this piano tie too that g-man loves oh god <laughs> so it's just like a, a, a clip oh, on gosh. <laughs> so i'm wearing a hoodie 
Um, I, uh, I'm once, I, it was recent actually. I, I'm, I am very acerbic in at the office and like someone was said something like, this isn't the browser that I need. And I said, and I was in the middle of doing something. I didn't look up. I think I said in response, but is it the browser you deserve? deserve. <laughs> yeah, that's the reaction I did. <laughs> like it just, I didn't even think about it. I just said it. <laughs> I couldn't oh, help myself. Yeah, yeah. We got another super chat, Carter. You can address from Judge Law. Is Comic still doing the Great Reset streams? He's taking a break for a little while to focus on his other channel. Uh, yeah, he's really trying to build it up. So if you haven't subscribed to his channel, it's, yeah. it's Comics Division over there. So he's got some good content. Like, comic-y pop culture stuff yeah but maybe with when klaus schwab reveals 2.0 um maybe yeah. loves more back yes <laughs> thank you judge lot um oh i know i'm very excited i i'm i'm not i'm not gonna be completely like it's everything great is gonna happen i just think that this is this is good news and I'm taking it as good news, and I think we should. Uh, I don't. I. I yeah. don't think we. Our expectations should be like skyrocketed that this is going to change everything and everything's going to be amazing. I just. I and it's going to be smooth sailing from now on. That's not going to happen anyway. But I just. I do think we should celebrate this, and and I think we should be happy about it. Yep, and and we can enjoy the chaos of of. Uh, <laughs> We can enjoy everyone losing their minds. It's awesome, right? It's a, it's a little schadenfreude, like, uh, after so many years of them, everything, like, breaking their way on Twitter. It is kind of nice. <laughs> Do you Have you ever listened to the uh, Avenue Q song? So I, think uh, yes, I, hear I love that. <laughs> that is a good song, too. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. The musical, I was kind of underwhelmed when I saw it. It was okay, but it was just... I don't know. It's no mm -hmm. Book of Mormon, but I really love Schadenfreude. Um, and a I don't, really good one. Also, Alex, I don't think Carter usually looks at the private chat, and so I'm just going to answer for him that yes. Oh, I didn't look at the private chat. You're not. <laughs> and I lost our poll results, but oh, here they are. 82% think that Elon Musk will follow through on his commitment to free speech. That's And 17% of you say no. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then we have a... <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, I know the guy. That guy I did know. call me Eric, but he only did it once. <laughs> I know when he, when he entered onto it, and then Judge Lot messaged me. He's like, "Did he just call?" When he was watching it later on, he's like, "Did he call him Eric? You, you guys should just call him Eric on the next stream." <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? It's funny as he. I don't know why it happened, but he called me it before the show. Oh really? And I was I was in one of these weird like self conscious modes where I just didn't. I should have corrected him, and I didn't. And I was like, "He probably won't say it again." I'm sure it was just a mistake. <laughs> we have the display oh, i don't even have it up now though i forgot i didn't turn it back on because carter wanted it off for the last we're very time. close but uh <laughs> yeah that was really funny so yeah from now on we are calling carter eric um he kind of looks like an eric so it sounds like south park as awesome one points out eric carter it sounds like oh yeah yeah it's close it's it's <laughs> It's close. Yeah. It's back my <laughs> <thought>. hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much for him. Um, okay, too much for my uh, before Al, uh, before Eric here uh, dies, um, you, you can yeah tell us about your novel. 
Yes, I. So I've mentioned several times on the show that I felt like the literary world was highly captured, and um, I love writing novels. Uh, I went to grad school for it, and I I finished my novel uh, probably like six years ago now, and was looking for an agent. And then in the last couple of years, I decided that that was probably not going to work out for me because of how the literary world yeah. has been captured. So. I self-published. The only person besides myself making any money on it is the payment processing. So uh. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's a Moby or an EPUB. It's $5 or $10, whether or not you want my digital autograph on it. And um, it's yours forever. It's not locked. So if you buy it, you can put it on whatever you want. And I'm not going to get upset if I end up seeing it on like a, a site that you know, people download it for free because my thought is if you're not going to pay for it, you're not going to pay for it. I, I, I'm not going to like get mm -hmm. upset with anyone. So yeah, my novel, when the lights flicker out is available for purchase. Uh, and that will be, that is through my, um, uh, my website, which I, we can post a link yeah. to What's uh, the, I'm on screen now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's post a yeah. link so people can go buy it. Yes. And can you explain <laughs> I, so we had an interesting internal discussion the other day because Alex told us about it and um, Keith was having trouble. I had a little bit of trouble at first because I didn't know the genre. I, I like for me, oh, science yeah. fiction and fantasy is all one thing. And Alex introduced another genre to me and I had to understand what it was. And then Keith really had trouble. Because I definitely want to talk about grasping like, that genre. So you had a good example. So yeah. What is this yes, book yes. about? Uh, it's called Magic Realism, and it's uh, it's about um, so my best example of this is when um, uh, in a, a couple ha are pregnant and they're they're gonna have a baby and they have the baby and when it comes out it's an octopus and there's no reason for it they don't search for a reason for it they just now have to raise an octopus. And, to be clear, uh, this isn't your novel. This is an example of that. This genre. is an example. This is not yeah. my novel. No, that's but, what I said um, though before was that all magic realism has to include an octopus yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. The genre is every story. It's a very specific genre. Yeah. <laughs> you got to throw it in somewhere. Is that is it a locals website? What's your what's the website name, Alex? I got it. Let's send it to you. Dragon in space, bold ego. Someone points out uh, Castilla House, uh, which I think is Vox Day's publisher, is uh, independent. There's been, uh, yeah, I, I don't know much about the publishing world other than, uh, is it Castilla or Castilla? I there was look like two L's, but I don't think there are two L's. Uh, maybe I can't read. Whatever. Um, yeah. There are there are like pub smaller publishers trying to come up and uh, take over now. And that's uh, this is cool. Okay. That that cover I made actually, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> everything was done by me. What um, font type <laughs> is this? Uh, I think that's Garamon, mm. which is my favorite. Okay. Um, I type yeah. everything in Courier New. Uh, any any Ooh. word document? <laughs> Garamond is my favorite for like a regular 
I mean, you know, maybe not for an advertisement or whatever, but like for a regular book font or like writing, Garamond's awesome. I'm I'm with you, Alex. That's what I write in. Like for everything, yeah. I write in Garamond. Awesome. All of my notes, D&D stuff, anything else is career new because I do it like a, I think of it as a script. <laughs> I, just, I really love career new font. <sighs> But yeah, uh, and uh, I was trying to figure, so sorry, the, was... those are the two links to buy it. So it's five dollars, and you can get a Moby or an EPUB or both if you wanted. Um, can doesn't you, matter to me. Can you describe oh, the difference then for people who? Uh, Moby is for something like Kindle. So, and then EPUB is like Google Play and um, I think Amazon, uh, Apple. Uh, books those ones work on um like moby i was was a little difficult for me to do honestly um but uh because i didn't actually have a publisher for it why well, it's going slow <laughs> and it's yeah just my internet <laughs> <laughs> and i ask that you give me my your email and if you have any problems with the files just you know email me and i'll 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 fix it like I don't, I don't have a big problem. I'll just email you a new copy. <laughs> mm. uh, and um, yeah, the $5 version, it, at first it was going to be $5 or $10 with no difference. Just you're giving me more money and you, because you like, you, you want to support me more or whatever. But then uh, someone was like, please put a signature on the $10 one. And I was like, okay, I can do that. I, yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so there's a fair. Yeah. So they're both there. Um, so once you pay, it'll give you links that you can download it. Do you plan on only keeping it uh, digital? No, I plan on going print on demand and okay. uh, recording an audiobook for it. Ooh, I have to. Are you going to do the voice or are you going to hire yeah. Beverly? I, I, I was going to do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, John DeLaRose wants me to do his books too. So I need to get into figuring out how to do all that. But. <laughs> Well, there's there's video of me on YouTube reading one of the a section of the book from mm. years ago, from 2013 actually, on my Alex Maselli YouTube channel, which that's the only video on that channel <laughs> is the one of me reading it and answering questions because it was actually my thesis defense. Oh, um, cool. And the funny thing was about it is that like afterwards, one of the professors who was not my like one of my thesis advisors says, you gave the best thesis defense we've had in forever because like, wow. uh, like a lot of people at the end, they would go, you know, like at the end of like mm. when they answer a question, but I acted like I'm done talking now. Next question. Finished. Like, <laughs> and just people <laughs> I was like, okay, that's all you needed from me. All right. <laughs> they weren't, they weren't used to the, the octopus baby either. So that was just something that was new when you were having to bring up magic realism. So, yeah, I love magic realism. Like uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Isabel Allende. Most of it comes out of Latin America, but like, uh, Tin Drum is considered magic realism. A lot of Kafka is kind of in that vein. Uh, Somnin Rushdie. Why? You know, why Latin America? I don't know. Like a lot of uh, there's theories on it. The theory, a lot of the theories being that like there's this intense lack of industrialization throughout the decades, but then people are bringing in something like a Duraga type or, or some like a piece of tech that they've never seen. So it's this weird conjunction of I have an outhouse and here's a telegraph and like, but more recent than like a lot of other Western countries have it, which could explain why that also kind of exists in India 
uh, and then older German text as well. Like the idea that it has something to do uh, with, um, you know, the uh, uh, encroaching like modernity essentially is one of the biggest theories, but uh, like, you know, it's literary criticism. I don't know if that's true or not. It's, it's all people like, you know, talking out their ass, essentially. I mean, right. and I did it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're very familiar with it. Uh, yeah, I enjoy doing it too. I think it's fun. I just, th I think they take it too seriously. <laughs> also, Motown um, <laughs> has a, poses a good question. Is a female penis magic realism? Considering that Virginia Woolf's Orlando is considered the one of the only English versions of magic realism, yes, kind of. There you go. <laughs> See? Question answered. I have not read the Demon Accords series. Someone asked. Oh, okay. I'm still trying to get... Oops, wrong one. I'm trying to get Boston Josh to... He volunteers yeah. to read it with his wicked pissa accent <laughs> and wicked, casual wicked swearing. We can't even do but wicked. And he's gonna hold a lobster, a lobster while doing it. Um, what other Boston jokes can we make? Is it too soon to make a joke about bombs? <laughs> I don't. I, considering South Park already hit that note, I think you're okay. That's okay. my thought. <laughs> Just to know where I, if I could go with it. <laughs> All right. Well, I I think we we we've exhausted our uh, um, our Elon Musk, and thank you yeah, for so. letting me share about my uh, long time coming novel publication. And uh, I hope people, if you read it, I hope you enjoy it. That's my number one hope is that you get something out of it. For you know, it's not a waste of time essentially to you <laughs> that's my hope <laughs> um cool. but thank you carter and beverly for joining me for this uh live 451 degrees yeah it was a lot, a lot of fun, of fun. Thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, i hope you feel better later <laughs> i don't yeah thank you uh, yeah i know i know you don't I, like i said at the beginning heads up i'm probably gonna not be around for dangerous thoughts tomorrow so you get them tonight and that's it <laughs> yeah, are, my thoughts was, were, were murky and not so dangerous but so i was telling carter too that yeah. alex and i will just be on dangerous thoughts tomorrow and we'll just talk about a lot of uh, controversial topics <laughs> no one there shouldn't be saying i'll be talking about boston bombings I'll be <laughs> you're gonna get us banned yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the goal <laughs> more we're gonna get really graphic about the octopus babies uh <laughs> On uh, that note, sure. I'm going to leave and let you guys do your thing. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> uh, Richard, the book is $5 or $10? $10 gets you a signed EPUB or Moby copy. Um, and 451 Degrees is referring to um, 451, what is it? Fahrenheit 451. Uh, uh totally forgot the title. Part of the reason why I forgot the title is because of the title of this show. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's confusing. <laughs> but um, thank you guys so much for joining and for taking part in our conversation mm -hmm. about Elon Musk and nutrition and sports and uh, my novel. And um, yeah, I oh, could go ahead. I was going to say tomorrow, even if we don't have dangerous thoughts, there is Keith Bissett's new show. There's going to be another episode at noon Eastern time tomorrow. I think it's, what's it called? Uh, taxes, taxation is theft, I think. Is that, so it's about, 
Now taxes are theft. <laughs> All right. Uh, and if that that's everything, I think then. I think uh, so. Anything else in chat here? Um, yeah, Boston Josh wants us to to do the stream tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got a uh, judge lot. Do I need to be high to enjoy her book? To enjoy Alex's? No. I've read no. the beginning of it. I don't think you need to be you high. You did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, it's it's a literary awesome novel, one. which means it's highfalutin and highfalutin. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that is such a but wonderful it's, term it, to use. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like I don't know. Like to be honest with you, I have this kind of intense love hatred of literary novels, even though that's what I write. And really? <laughs> so it's like, when is my head to when is my head up my ass when I'm writing? Like I don't know. Like oh, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. But um, you don't have to be high for it. Uh, it's it's more, um, yeah. And, like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just, I was going to, just thinking about like, oh, the having to, to focus while reading though. I, I haven't announced it yet, but I'm going to get in there before Carter announces it for on book club. We've got book club this Sunday, right? So we've got yes. Gulag Archipelago May 1st at 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, but then Alex is going to be running the next book club. What did we say? June 12th? June twelfth. Yeah, I, I, I believe that's what you're saying. Yeah, because the week yes, before June that. Yes, June twelfth. We said June twelfth. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, and then you're doing House of Leaves, which I am excited to force myself to actually finish because I only got halfway through before, and I need to find the book still. So <laughs> that's going to be the hardest problem. <laughs> yeah, it. really. It's, it's it's in a box somewhere, um, yes. trying to escape. But I, uh, yeah, I'm. I love House of Leaves. It's one of my favorite novels of all time. Uh, I think it's what postmodernist art could actually be if people actually had plans yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but, and um, I, yeah, I love, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to everyone about it because I, I, I never get, I never got enough interaction on the topic of that book. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it. Um, maybe even more excited about it than publishing my own novel. If I'm being <laughs> perfectly honest. <laughs> You should try, but, um, you should write one like it then too. Uh, oh, maybe. I have thought yeah. about it. I have. And Mr. Um, I would love to be like, a, yeah, if you want to collaborate. I always, every time I talk to people, I'm like, let's collaborate on a musical and a script. But but because they're all fun ideas. Like I would want to do like a mystery because that's why I have that uh, that J.J. Abrams book, S, oh, yeah, where yeah. it has some sort of like mystery layer. But I really like the interactiveness. So like if you have layers of just like you have to, feel, it's not just reading it straight through. You have to like do something with the pages or whatever. Like I really love that. And I and um, I would love to write something like that too. So, you and I should talk. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So if that's everything, please like, share, subscribe. You know, walk your fingers over to the like, share, subscribe buttons for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, leave a comment. I know we were we went on all different kinds of topics, and I, I kind of expect that to happen at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I'm I'm okay with it. And uh, thank you guys for uh, joining us so much. I really appreciate it. Me and, too. Um, yeah. And we will see you next time. Bye. Oh, Carter has new end credits too. So we'll see oh, what he these does. are. I have Ooh. not looked at these, so they may be terrible. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, 
check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production may be upsetting to Brian Stelter. Please do not expose him to it. For completely legitimate reasons, Taylor Lawrence is requesting any information you may have about the following individuals. The Twitter subroutine appears to be malfunctioning. Pay no attention to it. Did you know that the word liberty is a dog whistle for insurrectionists? If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.